Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Good morning, all, and thank you for joining us this morning on the first Sunday of Advent 2020. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to believe we're already in the Advent and anticipating Christmas, but we are. Um, I don't have any other announcements other than the one birthday, um, uh, but we will, uh, we will have some prayer requests this morning that we need to keep uh, abreast of, and I'll mention those when we go to pray. Our call to worship is the reading that you received, and uh, I've asked Catherine to be the people and me to be the reader, so... Um, uh, here we go. The first Sunday of Advent, which is the Sunday of hope. And I've put light because light kind of is the only thing that gives us hope. That is his light. Uh, so it is on the third page of your, uh, of your bulletin or the fifth page, one of the two. The season of Advent begins. We celebrate the hope that we find in the good news of the gospel. Through the birth of a tiny and helpless child, God comes to save the world. And while we watch and wait for Jesus, we join God's mission by bringing grace and mercy to those who need it the most. We engage the poor and the poor in spirit, letting Christ's light shine through us. We speak words of comfort and love to a world in need of hope, and healing as we share our stories of God's transforming spirit. Together we are a sign of God's hope for the world. Candle of hope is lit. Let us pray. God, God of surpassing grace, when we least expect it, you bring fresh new life, and where we feel that all is lost, you bring redemption. Give us courage as we share all that you've done, all you're doing, and all you will accomplish through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we have now kicked off uh, the Sunday of, of grace, or Sunday of hope, and, um, and I trust that uh, most of you are experiencing uh, the 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 spirit of Christmas already. I certainly am, and uh, I want you to know that it's a it's a wonderful time of the year. Uh, already, our Christmas lights are up on our tree, and our tree is up. We have quite a, a tall tree. Um, I think it's uh, ten feet, um, but we really enjoy this time of the year. I just love it. Uh, we'll finish probably before the 1st of, uh, of December, uh, getting everything ready for, for Thanksgiving, or for 
It was Thanksgiving in America on, on Thursday, but for Christmas. Um, the, first, um, the first hymn that we're going to have is one, number 110, Come the Long Expected Jesus. And Linda is going to play uh, the song. Thank you. I trust you've enjoyed uh, one of the first uh, first of our Advent hymns, and uh, it's a it's a one that I dearly love. Let us pray, gracious God. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. And Lord, we on this first Sunday of Advent, our hearts are grateful to you that in the midst of seemingly hopelessness. We have hope because of the light that shines within us and hopefully radiates from us to those all around us, neighbors, friends, people we come into contact with. We ask, Lord, that that would continue to happen in greater opportunity, greater measures as we reach out to those around us with a telephone call or a, or a note Lord, I pray that we'll be quick to touch the hearts and lives of others through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this today that when we confess our sins, our God is gracious and merciful and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all that we have done wrong. 
As our children's song, we will have a manual. It's a few pages over 114. It's one that uh, we sing almost every Christmas, at least I try to, because it's got such a powerful message. And even some other times during the year, God with us. Linda, you might need to unmute again. Linda? Okay, I got it. Oh, there we go. You've got this. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Elaine, for leading us in that course. It's such a, a powerful truth. God with us, revealed in us. His name is called, of course, that's what my message virtually is uh, this morning. Well, family time says Re Pastor Rebecca Smith, but it's going to be me. <laughs> uh, and uh, unless she's ready, unless she has something on deck. I don't see her uh, on in the participant list, so. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get her a couple of times more during uh, the Christmas season because she is a great storyteller. And that little book, I bought quite a few copies because I want to give them to a few of our neighbors who have small children. And uh, I'm sure they'll go well. So thank you. Uh, if you uh, want a copy, you can, you can see her. Uh, I'm sure you can see Joel. Joel's probably her agent. <laughs> Um, so this morning, as we uh, think about this season, um, children find it hard to relate to what we call hope. And, and so I want to make it as clear and as simple as I, I can possibly make it. It's, it's absolute absence. It's actually the absence of us being able to be up about about an issue that we can't do anything else but feel down about. Does that make sense? No. Oh, okay. Well, Kathleen says no, so I guess it's not. <laughs> the fact is that all of us uh, hope we'll have something for Christmas. Every child hopes that they'll have something special for Christmas. Every husband and wife though they don't admit, won't admit it, they might like something 
they might hope for something at Christmas that normally they wouldn't have. And so all of us need to understand that during the season of hope, and I'll be talking about it in my, in my message, during the season of hope, every child needs to hope, place their hope and their trust in Jesus. You see, if I hope for something, I want it to happen. I'm pretty sure that it will happen. But in Christ, we can be sure that in him, we have that hope and the assurance, the, 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 the reality that something will happen that God wants us to have and experience in our lives. Well, this morning, as we go into the word of God, I want us to pause for a moment and pray for our children. We have a number of kids uh, listening in, and we want to pray for each one of them. And so let's ask the Lord to keep them safe as he has and that all of them will uh, be uh, protected by God's Holy Spirit against this, this COVID-19 season of life. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our boys and girls. We are so blessed. We think of them all and ask, Lord, that you would be with them today. We ask, Lord, especially for those that that are that are in school and will be in school for another week or two. We ask, Lord, that you give them special protection, that you their their um, uh, resistance to anything that is related to COVID-19 would be ordered of you, and that you would sustain them, keep their teachers safe as well. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, listening to God's word, um, let us pray together the prayer that, um, that Joel is going to put up. <clears throat> it's a very simple prayer, but it's a prayer that all of us can pray. Thank you, Lord, for the light you've placed in us. We pray that you would guide us to be light in our darkened world. May we embrace others with that same love and be more like you, through Christ we pray. Amen. Uh, I wanted to be able to pray uh, this morning, uh, the scripture, read the scriptures this morning, because it is a, an interesting passage. And so um, Isaiah, who's a prophet at the time, told us long ago of a, the coming of the Messiah. He has a number of references to it. And this one is no exception. And this is a vision that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Israel and, and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest point of all. It will be the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills. And people from the world will stream there to worship. Won't that be a wonderful image? People from many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of, uh, of God and to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and we will walk in the Lord's teaching. We will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. We need that today. 
and uh, for the their swords will will be will be uh, pounded into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no no longer rise against nation, nor train for war anymore. And then the last part of that is really the center of what confirms the above verses. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. I've entitled my message, you will be light and you are the hope. Uh, people have missed the point of what, it, what Advent is all about. And some think the season is all about partying, but of course, a COVID-19 has put a kibosh on all of that. You know, we all know that. Whatever your perspective, though, on Advent is and Christmas is, it is the season of light, and we see the light, and also of hope. The question is, what is our hope in? What are we, what are we, what, what, where is it founded, really? Little Joey asked his mother at Christmas time, Mom, why do people put lights up in their houses? And mom responded, well, they're celebrating Jesus' birthday. And Joey says, when is Jesus' birthday? And mom said, well, he's born on Christmas. Joey looks at his mother straight in the face and says, Jesus was born at Christmas? Who knew? <laughs> well, you know, Joey is the reason why we have these signs that say Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> this is a season of Advent. And I like to call it the season of adventure. In a world filled with bad news and no sign of a vaccine, at least not in the next three months, we have this hope that God will has everything under his control. He will sustain us, especially those that are his people. This is a season of adventure and it ought to be fun. It ought to be an enjoyable time. It ought to be a season where we look forward to being close to our Savior and Lord. A season of adventure. In a world filled with bad news, I want to be a conveyor of some good news today. I want us to know that we are ambassadors to a depressed world. We are emissaries positioned here on earth at this time, for this moment, for this place, to bring light and hope. Isaiah says to our world, O people of God, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Jesus, 500 years later, had the audacity to say, I am the light of the world. And then he went on to tell his followers, and you are to be that light after I'm gone. I'm the light of the world. Those who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Isaiah said the same thing centuries before. He went one step further. He presented the, the Messiah as the hope of a future with optimism. We have that hope. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Yes, we have this terrible, terrible uh, uh, virus that seems to be uh, gaining momentum in a second phase. But let me tell you something. He has promised to sustain us, 
to protect us because we are his children. Does that mean we won't get it? If you choose to do things that authorities are telling you not to do, then you will pay the price. The fact is that um, there's a, a place, and so we are to be the, the hope of light. We are to be hope and light in this day and age. Uh, I, I know that a lot of people have their lights out, some don't. I decided to put some of my lights on my tree, while well, my tree is covered with lights. Uh, and But there's a place in Pickering, we used to live near at that, that end of the city of Toronto. There's a place in Pickering that had all kinds of Christmas uh, settings in their, on their yard. They had a reasonably large yard, but not large enough not to impact the neighbors. You gotta understand that when you have that many lights, tens of thousands of lights, uh, the neighbors are gonna see it. And it doesn't matter what they do, that light will shine. Well, th they were, and they had thousands of lights around their house so many that their bill every week was a thousand over a thousand dollars. Now I've never paid a thousand dollars for a week for my uh, lighting bill, but that was. I want to leave with you a reality that all of us, three things, a reality that all of us in terms of being light and hope are been placed here specifically to be just that to all those around us. I want to leave you three things. First of all, darkness is a symbol of sin and aloneness. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt like nobody around you cares? Well, we all have had our times. But the fact remains that darkness is a symbol of aloneness. We feel like we're in a dark place when we're all by ourselves. There's a play, there was a, an author, Bruce Larson. I'm sure you've heard some of his writings. But he tells of a community he knew of down in the central states in the, in the mountains, on the mountainous side, that the people who lived there lived in fellowship. Can you imagine that? Everybody getting along, caring for each other. They were known as a people of light. Why? Because deep down, they not only cared for each other, but they looked out for each other. That's the first thing we need to understand. That darkness uh, is, the, is, the, is the reality that a lot of people face. And especially during this COVID-19, some people don't want to be alone. They need other people. Mental illness is a challenge today. But just as darkness symbolizes sin and aloneness, I'm so glad there's light and hope. For that means that there's a future. In 1973, Margaret Craven, in a book called Heard the Owl Call My Name, wrote a, an interesting story of a young priest who was, uh, who was uh, uh, told, well, he wasn't actually told at that point. He was uh, being sent to a community, a little community called Kingcom. It was an Aboriginal First Nations place. And on the first Christmas Eve, it was remote. Mark Bryan, that's his name, was in church at the front, ready for the service. He'd got all the candles lit and everything else. The snow was thick on the ground. There was a lot of snow that particular year. 
he turned on all the lights of the church so everybody would realize this was time for church and the community made their way uh, single file actually he it says and and the snow though it was thick when he turned on all the lights of the church it was like a great warmth that the whole community appreciated well now all was ready for the service the snow was thick on the ground when he turned on the lights of the church to let them know that church was about to begin Christmas Eve he realized and began to, to, to be touched by the, uh, the statue on the platform. The statue was of Jesus holding a lamb in his arms, close to himself. And standing at the front of the church as the people were quickly filing in to be seated. As he stood behind, beside that, that statue of Christ, he realized his destiny. He realized why he'd been called to ministry. Just as Jesus held that lamb close to himself, he realized so must he hold his people close to himself. He knew that at that moment, his calling was to hold them close to himself and love them and accept them just the way they were. And they in turn did the same for him. Light encourages us to be Christ's hand extended. But the last thing I want to leave with you is we are to be light in our world where we've been planted because all of us have been planted. You are not in the place you are by accident. The partner you have, the children you have, the parents you have, have all been, you've been blessed by that because God has ordained that to be so. If we are to be light, to plant, to bloom, or to, uh, to be bright lights where we've been planted, then we need to connect to Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, especially at this time of the year. And then we need to be a light to our community, offering hope. Our calling is to be light in a darkened world. We've talked about it as we lit the first of the Advent candles. I want to leave you the story that I really enjoyed reading. Story of a little girl named Jana. She was so excited about her part in the pageant, church pageant, Christmas pageant. And uh, so she wouldn't tell her parents uh, what part she was gonna be playing. But she said that she was the main character so the evening of the pageant came and the teacher began to read the Christmas story as everybody was looking on and the lights were all centered on the, on the platform. And here's where the, how the story began. A long time ago, in a place called Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph had a baby boy. He was a very special baby. He was the son of God. His name was to be Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. A bright star appeared over the stable, and that was Janice Q. She was to stand up on a chair. Actually, it was a little bit of a stepladder, and she was to hold up her star that was bigger than, almost bigger than her, uh, above the crowd and above uh, Joseph and Mary and the baby. And she held it up high for all to see. Why, she was beaming. 
the shepherds were all leading, were all uh, out on the field uh, to one side on the stage. And suddenly she breaks in and as, a as the star of the whole pageant, she led them all to where Jesus was in the manger with Mary and Joseph. Janice's face was as bright as I'm sure the real star was that night so long ago. All the characters were all around the, the manger where the light of God was. And on the way, on the, on the, throughout the story, she would lead another group. So the last group, of course, were the three wise men. Jana, Jana went right up to them, held up the star as high as she could, and then led them to where Jesus was. Well, on the way home, Jana piped up with great satisfaction. I had the main part. And mom responded, what? You did? Yes, because I showed everyone where to find Jesus. I showed everyone where to find Jesus. And you know, that's exactly what it means to walk in the light. We're in the business of showing the world where to find Jesus, where to find hope, where to find light. And when we shine our light, especially during these darkest months, especially after Christmas, we affirm those positive values and point to Jesus Christ, who is the reason for the season. Our light shines projecting those values of hope, of peace, of love, and of justice. And you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You're the hope for those around you. That's you're all some of these, some people around you have. Hold your light up high and give people hope. Make it happen. Let your, your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We ask you now that you'd be with us in all that we do and say. Give us hope first, found in you, that we may be a light to our world, offering people a future. But that future is only found in you, Jesus. May you be the hope of this season and may you be the hope of this season, especially to all those who feel like they're in a dark corner. Through Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer for the, uh, our pastoral prayer for the people. And we have a number of prayer requests and I pray that you would receive one of these prayer requests yourself and use them. Uh, for the uh, make them yours and pray for those that we're going to remember today. Let us pray. Lord, today we thank you so much for the hope that we do have found in Jesus Christ. A future, a time of adventure during this season of Advent. Give us pre your presence, your light, May it shine in us. May it beam from our faces. I see children, Lord, light up at this season of the year. And oh, it's, it's, so, it's so exciting to see. But Lord, we pray that they will find somehow that you would use us to find them and help them find Jesus. 
We uh, want to pray for all those that need our prayers, Lord. Harvey Jackson, Joe, Sylvia, Fred, Michael, we give you thanks for the progress he's seen. Rob, Earl Sargent, we give thanks, Lord, the progress that Stan is experiencing. We pray for Matthew today. You said, suffer the little children that come to you. Well, Lord, I pray that you would embrace Matthew and let him know that you're right there with him. Give also support and delight to the parents, Lord. I pray that they will sense hope where it feels hopeless because God, you are the God of hope. And may they see your light and may it shine in their lives through Matthew's healing. Lord, we pray for our folks in retirement. I think of Judith and Isabel, Fran, Norma and Audrey and Eleanor and Donna and Lori. We pray for our elders, Lord, who are doing a little bit more than they were doing. We thank you for their lives and their ministries and ask, Lord, that you would bless them. May they be a light to those they call. And now, Lord, we pray that you would be with us. Lord, we have some prayer requests that are close to our hearts. And in your mercy, O oh Lord, as we bring them to you now, hear our prayer and answer us. Jesus, you are the reason for the season. We thank you, Lord, that you are our light and our salvation, our hope for a future because as it looks right now, the future looks bleak. But in you, O oh Lord, we have put our trust. We have placed our hope and we have the light of your presence in us. Guide us in all we do and say and answer the prayers that we bring before you not only each week, but each day, stay with each of the families that we have that call McDonald's Corners, Elfin, and Snow Road their churches. And most of all, may Jesus shine in me. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, as we close, Joel is going to lead us in forever. And I trust that uh, you will have been blessed because you got together on Advent with us. Thank you, Philip.
Joel and Caleb and uh, every one of you who, who are singing. It's good to praise the Lord at these times of the year. We have so much to be grateful for. Um, next Sunday, of course, is the next Sunday, is the second Sunday of Advent. Uh, we're going to be dealing with grace or, or peace next Sunday. And so I trust that. Uh, God will bless you till then. And as we close, um, we're going to pronounce the benediction and ask God's blessing on each of you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest on each one of your lives forevermore. Amen. Thank you, Joel, for... Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.